Welcome back to the Snakes Cast. It's Wednesday. Jonathan here. And Mandy. All right. So more holiday gift giving type stuff. Supposing you want to go a little bit lighter. You want a game that's instead of taking about the length of the time of a movie, you want something that's going to last about as long as a sitcom or maybe a full on TV show. Light family strategy games, or cafe games, as I tend to call them, because we do really well with them at right. Snakes and Lattes. Holy cow, 2017 has been amazing for this category. It how, really has. How many awesome sort of cafe-style <laughs> games have there been? You know, like the 30, 45-minute playtime, best for two to four, two to five players. It's the sweet spot of something to recommend. Exactly. You know, really nice presentation, easy to get started with, but enough to sort of sink your teeth into. It's like, wow, games can be this? Crazy. So... The, the heaviest hitter for me at the cafe has been Century Spice Road. Yes. The gurus fell in love with that game, and it, and it shows when a, guru, a group falls in love with the game because you all of a sudden see it populating many tables for mm-hmm. good reason. So it goes from two all the way to five players, one of the very few games that can comfortably handle all, all, all of those player counts from two straight up through five. Um, beautiful presentation, really nice big cards with lovely art on them. Um, it's true, it's got your familiar wooden cubes in it, but they come in these awesome little plastic They're bowls. They're so adorable. And you got the metal coins. This game takes something like three or four minutes to teach, and it I have not yet seen it fail. No, it's actually one of those games that's shamefully on my I haven't played list, oh, but like I already want to own because I know I'm going to like it. You really are. It's uh, it's 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 got really subtle player directions, so you sort of care what the other players are doing, but mostly just indirectly. Um, it is the most relaxed Euro game I have ever played. It is so chill. It's relaxed like, in Euro game. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 really really calming. It's soothing as can be because every turn. You just get a little bit closer, a little bit closer, a little bit closer. It feels great. Other games that have done well, sort of uh, leaning on the on, on, on the relaxation, the, the chill sort of feeling, Cottage Garden. Oh, it's beautiful. Those kitties. We put that in the spotlight just recently, and wheelbarrow full of cats, folks. That's the only way you need to pitch it at that point. <laughs> what, what can we say that I haven't already said? Um, oh, Santorini was, uh, was 2017, wasn't it? Yep, yep. Uh, beautiful miniatures, really fun, simplistic gameplay. So pretty. It actually looks like that that Greek city with its blue domes mm-hmm. and, the, and, the, and the white towers. The cards are beautifully illustrated. They really are. And the cards also do a great job of sort of giving the game more flexibility. Like you can play it vanilla style, mm-hmm. and that's super easy to get started with. But as soon as you start adding the gods, which you can use the simple ones or the advanced ones... Um, makes it really, really flexible that way. I'm not sure if I'm sold on it as a four-player game, though. Have you tried it with four? I haven't. I liked it as two. It was described to me uh, how it would function as a four-player, and it just didn't appeal to me at all. I think it's still good with three as well. But uh, with two but it's, you know, two or three is great, so you know, the player count is not that flexible. But still, um, it's so gorgeous. I mean, you're just going to want to put it on your coffee table right there because it's, it's just a really nice sort of decorative thing. And speaking of decorative things, have you played Sagrada? Oh, I was seeking that game out for months. When it was out of stock in the city, I like l- visited every game store, just like pining for it. You had a lot of other game players, I think. And I was like, as soon as it came in off, I think the day that we got the delivery in, I literally, yoink, ma- I made sure they tracked that we got it, and then I immediately purchased it. Um, as someone who loves art history, you know, you're making beautiful stained glass windows. Out of dice. Out of dice. And it's like, you know, that scratches that itch of people who really enjoyed Sudoku. And it's just really clever, fun, smart game. It really is. It makes you feel smart solving that puzzle of how to make the best of this particular die. And you wind up at the end with this 
really great pattern of these bright, vibrant dice. This is another case where the box does not do it justice. On the back of the box, um, it's like a CGI rendering of this thing, and the dice are opaque. The actual stuff that you get in the bag, these are clear, vibrant, lustrous, brightly colored dice. Some board games are easier to photograph than others, because I also Mm. take the photographs for our Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. And but Sagrada, oh, it's so photogenic. I keep bringing it back to like pair with other things, just to make the other things look more appetizing or amazing, because it's just such a gorgeous game. And of course, nothing is better for Sagrada than having bright sunlight mm-hmm. shining across the board for mm-hmm. that stain, proper stained glass effect. Great puzzle game, good for two or three or four players. Uh, scales well between them. Oh, and it also has a really good solitaire mode. Have you played the solitaire mode? No, I haven't. I love solitaire games. It's super clever. Um, it makes you feel like you're playing against an opponent that you actually kind of have a certain amount of control over. Because you know how at the end of each round you give up one of the dice? Mm-hmm. At the end you add up those dice. That's the score you have to beat. Oh, that is clever. Isn't that great? Yep. So it's like, okay, do I want to use this die in my window or do I want to put it here? But that means that I have to now defeat that. So Sagrada, if, if you have anybody who loves art uh, or just really, really pretty games or really clever puzzles, great choice there. And, oh, let's see. King Domino is this year, too. This was a crazy year for it these kinds of games. It was a great year. Those, mm, King Domino. I was not immediately swayed when I saw it. I was like, all right. It's really cute and brightly colored and cartoony sure, and stuff. yeah. And it wasn't until I started playing it, and I was like, oh, this is this is elegant. Oh, I'm really into this. And the texture of those cardboard... Those, the little dominoes and stuff. really wonderful, and it's a cute game, and I immediately put it on my Christmas list. It's so cheerful and such a pleasure to handle these pieces. And again, it's, it's a simpler puzzle than Sagrada, but um, it's it, it, it's so accessible that way. Sagrada could look intimidating mm-hmm. to some people because, again, it is so pretty. It's like a thing in a museum, though, the do not touch sign in front of it. Uh, King Domino is like a, a stuffed animal. You just want to hug it. I know it's like approachable when I'm like, okay, this is definitely something I can bring with me to the holidays and sort of convince my family to play. It lo- uh, it'll look like right. something that we can handle. Yeah. You know, no, ma- no matter how uh, standoffish your relatives are about stuff, they'll look at this and they'll think, it looks like a kid's game. Oh, I can yeah, I this. can do that, yeah. And speaking of kids' games, um, I actually haven't really seen anything this year in the children's games market. That Nothing really... stands out. Not not super much. There's always classics. It's true. I mean, mostly all you have to do if there's a kid on your list is look for those yellow, those bright yellow boxes that Haba uses. Haba's a f- So you can get Rhino Hero if you want something fairly small. Uh, have we ever talked about... I don't think we have talked about Rhino Hero. Rhino Hero is amazing. I think my first experience with Rhino Hero was at Gen Con in a food court. <laughs> Um, and for some reason, the food court had uh, proper game tables because there was a store in the mall selling game tables, obviously, oh. for Gen Con. And when we say Haba is great at kids' games, I mean, kids could be a very loose term to just <laughs> adults who want to play something a little bit more tactile and fun. Anyone who's young at heart. Exactly. And it's great. You stack a bunch of cards on top of each other, and there's a really cool rhino going up and up and up, and then it all falls down. <laughs> Usually when I play. Building a house of cards that's actually part of the game and having this awesome little wooden piece which is just heavy enough to be terrifying on a house of cards but still doable you know it is exactly yeah. it's and sometimes you actually serve to sort of sort of st- uh, tamp things down so that they're more stable mm-hmm. but as soon as you pick them up everything gets Starts wobbly mm. um, speaking of wobbly animals uh, animal upon animal is just a constant classic it's a classic i think it was the first breadstick i was taught 
or at least the first day I was trying to add series of breadsticks and and pond animals on there. Yeah, those those breadstick games that we bring to somebody who's just arrived at the cafe and doesn't know what to do, which is start with this. Yeah. They're, they're these wonderful wooden animals that are brightly painted. No matter how young a kid is, most of them aren't large enough to present a choking hazard. Mm-hmm. So just take away the penguins and everything else is totally safe. You're good. And it's like a Jenga type thing, but better. Yeah. It's 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 really good. Um, the other hobby game that I've been getting a ton of use out of this year for the first time, which I sort of came late to, was Orinoco Gold. What's that one called? In, I, f- I forget the German name for that one. Gold am Orinoco, something like that? Whatever. It's Orinoco Gold. The game I can't pronounce. <laughs> it's, um, it's basically Snakes and Ladders meets Frogger. Wait, is this the one with the logs in the river? The logs oh, in the river that go downstream. It's yes. so good. I mean, every time you just roll two dice, one of them moves a log a little farther downstream. One of them used to move your people, and your people can jump over other people, and you're trying to collect the coins on the other side. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's If you want to roll your dice and move your mice type game, it's the best snakes and ladders type experience I've seen in ages. If you're looking for something that's a little bit more of like a showstopper, like has like some wow factor to it, because I, I know for me growing up, if I wasn't too into the simplistic looking games, I mm. wanted like something I could touch and feel and experience. Spinderella is really Oh cool. my goodness, the presentation on that game. So you kind of create this like a box uh, out of the game box and <sighs> on top, and you have this spider dangling from the top piece that has a magnet on it that's trying to uh, get your pieces, and you're trying to be these animals going to the finish line um, and you kind of use these magnets to change the position of the dangling spider and how far down it's dangling or how high up it is and it's so good that that jungle canopy hanging like about a foot above the board yeah it's it's so great it's one of the first games that i'll bring to a table if it's a bunch of kids of that right age and i'm like i want to impress them because i want (laughs) them to be like she's cool she knows she taught us this really cool game about spiders and magnets so good Another one that uses magnets to good effect that is in pretty much near constant use at Snakes and Lattes is the Magic Labyrinth. Oh, it's great. It's great for adults and kids. It really is. You've got this... You're basically at Hogwarts preschool, your five-year-old wizards in training, going through this maze full of invisible walls. And the, maze are, the walls are actually invisible. Nobody can see the walls because they're underneath the board where you can't see them. Yep. And there's this awesome gimmick with a magnetic marble and you hear it drop every time you bump into a wall. So you have to remember where they were. And it's great for memory. So if you're looking for something that like kind of stimulates that part of the brain, it's a really great option. Okay, so I think that will cover our later side of Christmas shopping yep. stuff there. Friday, we're going to finish off talking about party games and stocking stuffers. Party! See you then. Party.